naked shamanism. Welcome to With Insights Radio. I'm your host, Iggy Garcia. I will take you on a journey across the universe through shamanism, metaphysical, and holistic. So sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Sage here, little ceremonial sage. Just try to set the tone. All right. So here we are. Um, so I haven't been online lately because uh, Facebook decided that uh, one of my memes uh, violated their policies and stuff. So it was actually a meme about uh, Ross Dom. He had posted something about uh, Jeff being like a a tight-fitting shoe, not to be afraid of it, but I guess I was just trying to express um, feelings and emotions about things that were going on in my life, uh, especially the loss of my nephew, Quinlan, on November 1st, and uh, and then December 1st was the anniversary of my sister's passing, Rosa, both of them suffered from mental illness, both of them um, decided that suicide was the way out, so Unfortunately, we're going to miss them dearly. And uh, <clears throat> it's, a, it's a hard thing to, to deal with sometimes and to, to think about what goes through the mind of somebody who is going through all these, uh, these things and all these emotions and all these feelings and all, all these things that they, they're trying to express, but they can't. My sister, on the one case, you know, she, my opinion, my projections are she... Uh, just had a lot on her plate and just life was just really hard for her and the pain was just too unbearable raising a child with a mental illness so i'm just guessing here folks so i don't know as as for my nephew he suffered from a schizophrenia and he would have uh, his moments where he would uh, suffer and he'd have his it just um i don't know psychosis would just kick in and he just was. It wasn't. He wasn't well. So I pray for both of them, and I send a lot of good love and energy to their family members, to my family members, my siblings, to the spouse, to the exes, to the father, because <clears throat> they're all going through their process right now. They're all going through whatever they need to go through, whatever they're suffering. Unfortunately, you know, for some people, this is the only way 
they're able to express themselves and share with themselves what's going on in their lives. But um, I'm here to talk a little bit about um, 2020 and what to expect in 2023 as we move through the carousel of life. Um, you know, most of you already know my story, uh, what happened to me in the beginning of January with the COVID uh, pneumonia and how I, I had to battle through that, that battle, that, that, um, that, um, that pain, you know, that, that suffering, my emotions being down, my, my system being down just because I, I lost my sister, you know, suffering through that and trying to work through that energy has just been, just been kind of crazy, you know, so I just, I don't know, I don't know what to say sometimes or feel knowing that, you know, I don't, I just don't know what that was like for her, you know, to be in that, in that space and to be going through what she was going through. Uh, not sure. But yeah, she's, she's not with us anymore and neither is Quinlan, neither is my mom, my dad. You know, and it's been kind of a rough go for a lot of us, especially for myself. But I'm doing better. I'm doing better. It takes time, but I'm doing better. Uh, so my biggest battle this year was with my physical body, my mental body, my mental, spiritual aspects of who I am and how I perceive myself to be. <clears throat> I just didn't want to do anything with the work that I was doing. To some degree, I didn't want to uh, have contact with lots and lots of people this year. And it kind of continues into December as we go into, you know, Christmas and we go into New Year's Eve and the holidays. I guess I just have like um, fear that I could re regress back to that place that I didn't quite enjoy. It wasn't quite fun to be suffering and and suffer the way I did. That was tough. That wasn't easy for me. That wasn't that wasn't fun at all. That was just just terrible. Terrible moment. But I know that, you know, life gives us, you know, lemons and we make lemonade with them, you know, or margaritas, whatever you want. <laughs> whatever the saying is. And you know, but it wasn't that easy. It wasn't that easy for me. It wasn't that easy to just to say I'm gonna get through it. And I fought through it, the mental aspect, you know, working through my head, talking to myself saying, hey, we're going to do better. And that would work for a while. <clears throat> then eventually, you get to the place where you just had enough. You just, you're done. You're just like, F this, you know. I don't, you know, you pray, you make arrangements, you make deals. My God, I even did a, a living will in the sense of a video, audio, video portion of it in case something happened to me in the interim when I was working on my will because my father and mother died without a will. My sister died without a will. My nephew died without a will. And all the things that go with that. So it's 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 been it's been kind of crazy, you know, watching everybody else going through their suffering and going through the things that they're going through, and you know, not know. I know this 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 show sounds a little crazy and a little bit morbid, but you know, life is very short. You know, you start to come to the conclusion that life is is not as long and prolonged as you think it is. You know, you can have a long life, but, you know, as long as you have good health with that, that really helps. So if you have good health, then that works in your favor. 
So, you know, that was the biggest thing for me was to move through that energy and try to, you know, trying to figure out, you know, what I needed to do to stay healthy. You know, I ended up, you know, taking alternative um, measures to help myself. I ended up, you know, just going in. In the beginning, it wasn't that easy. In the beginning, I was just trying to go through the normal channels of medical medicine and, you know, the shots, the, the antibodies. And then, you know, you you start going into your metaphysical holistic work and you start to study, you start to do, you start to investigate the things that will help you. And, you know, you just get tired of coughing. You get tired of being fatigued. You get tired of being <clears throat> uh, just brain fogged. You know, as research is coming out, more things are coming to the to the surface of what this this virus did to people and what it's doing to people, what it has done to people. And so, you know, here I am. I'm just a very fortunate human being to make it. Not all my friends made it out. Not all my friends are here. I lost a lot of friends to this uh, this nasty thing. But I do know this that um that I was I was very grateful for the people who worked with me, helped me, and entrusted me, and that I entrusted in them and helped them to get to, to take me to that place I needed to be because it was hard. It was definitely hard. It was a really hard time. 2022 was not a fun year for me. There wasn't a whole lot. I didn't do a whole lot like I usually do. And a lot of it had to do because I was just, I was out of it. You know, I was here, but out of it. You know what I'm saying? Just you're here, you're present, but you're present in a whole different way. You know, you're present in almost in a survival mode. Now, not everybody has a different, uh, everybody has a different uh, story to tell about, you know, their, their illness with, uh, with the virus, you know, regardless of what it was or wasn't. But for me, it was, it was pretty hard. It was hard. The most mundane things that I used to do, the easiest things I could do were difficult. And that was weird for me. That was weird to, to be in a situation where I physically couldn't do the most easiest tasks that I consider easy task. But I couldn't. I couldn't I couldn't lift things. I couldn't walk very far. It was just if I watched a movie myself, I'd be like, oh that poor guy. Better help him. And if I watched a video of myself, I would just be totally in empathy for myself. Just very empathetic about, you know, how I was. And I wasn't expecting anybody else to feel empathy for me. I wasn't expecting anybody else to say, oh, you know, Iggy, you know, blah, blah. No, because I know that that doesn't, that's not, that's not, was that was not my goal. That was never my ambition, you know, to compare someone's wellness, you know, or illness with somebody else. And I'll tell you right now, though, I got to the place where I ended up, you know, having to do more alternative stuff and the alternative medicine worked and the medicines that I took. I was coughing almost every night, you know, not necessarily during the day. Sometimes I would, but at night I would just have a struggle going to bed. My body would relax and everything that I was just consciously stuffing, it just, it just flared up. Trust me, I did NyQuil, I did everything. And then I finally just decided that I'm going to do this and I did it. And I'm not going to disclose what I'm going to say because it's my personal business if you want to know. You can ask me uh, on private in a message, and I'll I'll let you know. But I'll tell you right now, I know that it helped me. And I have not 
had any fatigue. I have not had any brain fog. I have not had any coughing other than the normal coughing that, you know, anybody has. And it wasn't kicking up phlegm like I was, you know, off and on. And I'm grateful for that. You know, the combinations of, you know, pumpkin seeds and all the foods that kill parasites. I'll tell you, parasites play a big role in whatever this was for me personally. And I knocked those bastards out. And, you know, yeah, of course, there might be more work to do. But the majority ones that I had, wherever was affecting me, it's not anymore. And so it gives me an opportunity now to be to be that fresh, fresh, you know, mindset of what I want to do, where I want to go with this energy, with this, you know, this desire of being better. So here I am. Um, it's December. It's December. And we're in the middle of December, almost Christmas, and I'm ready to just chill and relax and enjoy the communication with my body, my spirit, my soul, and just say, hey, you know what? We're here together now. What are we going to do? And you know what? You know, when I, when I reached out to Great Spirit and I asked, you know, say, creator, you know, what, what, what do I need to do? I said, nothing. Don't do anything. You don't, just because you're well doesn't mean you have to run off and go do all these crazy things that you usually do. That's your old you. You know, that's the old version of yourself. Now go out when you're ready. Go out and share when it's time. You know, so I've decided that I'm not going to engage in any uh, big gatherings during Christmas, during New Year's. Now, going into January, I have other plans. I have things I have to do. But now I'm not going to because I know those were the patterns that I was doing for 20, oh, no, almost, let me see, 40 some years, you know, since my parents owned the restaurant. 40 years, it was either at Garcia's or very rarely anywhere else other than the restaurant. I was a loyal, dedicated son, and my family moved into that space as well. And so here I am for 40 years. <clears throat> all I knew is how to celebrate, how to celebrate the family, you know, and then 40 years became, <clears throat> you know, 50 some years and we kept doing it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then the final, the final, you know, 2018, my mom died, my dad in 2019, 10 months after my mom. And he died because of his, his sadness. You know, he died because he was not on his game. And he tumbled down the stairs and fractured his skull. And other other vital organs and stuff. So I just realized that, that that was the last party that I would have at the restaurant. That would be the last moment with my dad. And with my siblings. But I didn't know that then. That was one of the last drum circles at Garcia's. And it was beautiful. My dad was really into it. And he was having fun. But that was the last time. That was it. That was no more. There was no more. There was just no more. And the man may have been a... Had questionable you know, behavior at times about himself with other people, with us. But he was still my dad. He was still my father, and he 
he was a difficult man sometimes. And he went through a lot of stuff in his childhood, of course, which played out in his life. But he didn't have the strength or the know-how to combat those demons. I had my own personal demons, too, and how I was treated and not not very well taken care of. So it was really hard, really hard to um, to watch all that play out with my dad. And my parents, they're they're in heaven together now. They're they're in a better place. They don't have to suffer everything that they went through in life. They don't have to do that anymore. They're doing better. That's the way I look at it. So that's my goal for this year, not to do too much more. <clears throat> I accomplished a lot of drummings. I accomplished a lot of, you know, healings. I've done a lot. I've given a lot of myself over the years and this year as well, even through all the stuff that I was going through. But the next year is a different year. Don't really have a plan. No, no, I have a plan. I'm, you know, and sometimes it's just better not not to have a plan. Just just kind of go in and and see what happens. Just let it organically develop. Just let it naturally happen. You know, whatever jobs and working you're doing, that's one thing. But all these circles and manifestations and creations, if they happen, fine. If they don't, fine. I'm not going to go into this burdening of myself and of others in my family to create space so we can have a good time. So anyways, you know, that there's so much pressure to have, a, you know, goals, to have these desires that you want to do the next year. And, you know, everybody does this every year, and everybody, the majority of people fail, you know, within the first month or so, maybe in days, maybe. It's because when we write these these ambitions and these goals and these desires, we don't, we're not specific. You know, people complain and cry sometimes that they don't, they're not getting life, is not treating them well. They're not getting the things that they expect or they should be getting. But if they're just half-hazardly putting it out there, half-assed putting them out there, you know, and just kind of like, well, I want this and I want that. I want this to happen. But, you know, but I tell you, man, you have to be specific. You know, it's kind of like ordering food. If you want your steak, if you want a steak, you get a steak. But if you want your steak medium rare, you want it, um, you know, burnt more on the outside. You know, if you want mashed potatoes or you want you know, green beans with it, then you have to be specific what you want. Life is no different. Life. I'm starting to learn, and especially as I've been teaching this stuff for years, that I have not been specific enough in what I want to do. And, you know, I'm 56 years old now, and I'm thinking to myself, well, I thought I was doing pretty good in, in getting the things I wanted, but no, but no, I, I'm not specific enough. I'm not specific enough. I'm not asking correctly. You know, I'm not getting the results because I am not focused in the way that I should be asking. You know, when you get directions in a box how to put something together, pretty specific. Pretty pretty specific. It tells you A and B, you know, A and A, B, D, C, they all kind of go together. You can't just go D, G, and just whatever you want. You have to assemble it 
in the same fashion. Oh no, but he, he doesn't work like that. It's no, it does work like that. It absolutely does. You know, it absolutely does because you know what? Half the time we 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 say, oh well, I'll just get whatever I get. Well, that's crap. Why why would you get? Why would you lower your standards? You know, if you want something a certain way, then maybe you want both those ways, right? <clears throat> but you have to say it. You can't just say, whatever the universe gives me, I'll just be grateful and thankful. Sure, that works too. But you know what? <clears throat> the universe always is always saying yes to our, our desires, our dreams, and our, and our goals. <clears throat> and you know, a lot of us don't believe that. A lot of us walk through life, we don't believe that we're worthy enough, deserving enough. And because we're so old now, and because we're too young, or because we're, we've never had it before, or we need money, or we need this or that, blah, 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 you know, that we stifle our own growth. Yeah, we love helping everybody else. Oh, my God. Do we love helping everybody else? Most humans love just because they, their ego, they get gratification. From that they see that if they help someone else oh, yes i help somebody else so that means that i'm a good person so i'm a good person good things should come to me no it doesn't work that way it doesn't mean because you do good things you're gonna get good things it doesn't mean because you do bad things you're gonna get bad things there are bad people who get good things and there are good things that good bad people get and good people get bad you know i've, I've seen it both ways i've seen it in my own personal life you know, just when you think that you, you got it all together, you know, it's not that way. It's not that way. So going into this year, I'm not setting goals. And the reason why I'm not setting goals is because the goals are, are just superficial. So I'm going to set tangible, doable things. Okay. Oh, geeky, that sounds like goals. No, I'm going to be specific. The specificness of the questions that I ask my, that I want, and I'm going to put it in an envelope, and I'm going to write it, and I'm going to store it, and I'm going to revisit it after the year's over, or the month's over, six months are over. You know, if I want a car, there's a lot of ways to get a car. You know, you can get a car, you know, a matchbox car, you know, a toy car, you know, you can get a real car, you can get any car. Practical car. I just want a practical car. I just want a pretty house. Well, I don't want to go with some gas, you know. But I'll take a truck. What, what do you want a truck for? Your 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 fossil footprint. Blah blah blah. You know, in this world, we always sell ourselves short because somebody else told us to sell ourselves short. Somebody else like, well, you shouldn't do that. It shouldn't be that way. You know, the voices and the people we listen to sometimes is the things that hold us back. Not so much that we don't listen to ourselves, because in the end we make the final decision, right? But we put a lot of trust and we put a lot of emphasis on people who that we love and care about. And sometimes they're not the best people to give us advice. You know, they're not where we're at. They have no clue what we're like. Just because they're human, just because they're in life, just because that you're asking them, for advice because you have questions and you're just and you're doing a search. But here's a question. Here's the thing. Be careful who you ask. Be careful what you want. Like if you want to go into business, 
you don't ask your cousin who's never been in business before in his entire life because, you know, he's would rather have a job or not work at all. You don't ask him. But you ask your other, your, your uncle, who's been in business for so many years, and he'll tell you the pitfalls. He'll tell you exactly what will happen. He'll tell you what you need to do. He'll tell you you may have to work, you know, 60, 70 hours a week. And he may say, you know what, you can also allocate and find people to work for you. But in the beginning, you have to put in the blood, sweat, and tears. Is that how businesses run? When I watch, you know, some of these guys like Elon Musk and all these guys, they, they, all, they all mention that. Well, I work 60 hours a day. You know, he's a billionaire. Still working. Oh, I don't like Elon Musk. I don't care. I didn't ask you if you like Elon Musk. I'm just shedding an example. This guy has sent rockets into space. This guy has created artificial intelligence. He's created, you know, electric cars. Things that his dreams, his desires. Did it come easy? Was it was it something that just fell in his lap? No. It didn't do didn't work that way. Oh, but his family had money. His family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. So they have the advantage. But just the thought of being to create, you know? Just think of all the people who have nothing and have all this creation in their head. But they won't invest in that creation. They won't they won't they won't go into that avenue of exploration because they don't they think they have lack and they do have lack mentality. So they don't go there. They just give up. And they just become like everybody else. Every movie that you ever watched, it was somebody's idea, someone's creation. <clears throat> Every car you've driven in is somebody's creation. Every hamburger you eat at a fast food restaurant was somebody's creation. Everybody's system that you use is somebody's creation. This is a creation of somebody's ideas and somebody's desire to make it work. This hat on my head is a creation. This microphone is a creation. The books behind me are creations, full of creations of people and their ideas and their dreams and their goals written on paper. Have I written, have I read all those books? No. But regardless, I'm looking at those books because those books are important. You know? So I was at, uh, I was at an event with some friends of mine, and I got this three-legged pig. It actually, it's from Peru. It's a story from Peru. So the three-legged pig, I'll tell you the story about it, as they wrote this little paper. And the story of the three-little pig, and this was a trauma event. So this is an event where men were uh, human trafficked for sex or for work. So we were working for them, and this was a soap project, and they're the ones who put it together. All right, so they were we were working with the survivors, you know, who were going through and facing all these different things. So I'll tell you the story of the three little pig. The three legged pig, Chanchitos, is from Peru and typically given to friends as a token of love, good fortune. They have an inspiring tale <clears throat> to go with their adorable character. Two versions of the story have become legend. Both versions end with. Our hero escaping the butcher's knife with his life intact. In one, our four-hooved friend loses one limb but skillfully escapes slaughter. In the other, the butcher rejects the chanchito because he was born with only three legs. Whatever truth might be, these three-legged friends remind us of good fortune and sometimes be found 
after seemingly tragic adversities. A pig with the ability to stand with only three legs, you'd have to say, he's lucky, right? A pig who can stand with three legs is making his own luck. You know, that's one thing, too. I don't believe in luck. I believe luck is just a word that someone throws around when they're not able to do the work or they just find, admire that you accomplished something. And it almost implies that you didn't do it. You didn't deservingly uh, earn it. Or, you know, it just kind of has a lot of connotations. So we create our luck. We create our, our ambitions, our desires, and our goals. So a lot of us, you know, we walk through life. We go through life. And that's kind of the things that we were taught. We're taught that, you know, oh, you're lucky. Oh, he's lucky. Maybe, maybe not. In certain circumstances, there are people who the fortunes fall in their lap. And in other circumstances, someone had to bust their ass to get what they wanted. You know, for example, these shows that I do, I have to do them. Some of them are successful. Some of them are not. Some people like them. Some people don't. It doesn't matter. I have to keep doing the work. I have to keep putting it in there. Even if Facebook, you know, decided that they're going to shut me down for 30 days, it doesn't mean I just stop. I just find new avenues, new ways to express my feelings and emotions. There are more avenues. There's different ways to drive the truck, and you have to find it. Yeah, there's a whole segment of people who are going to not see me in the live version, but you know what? There's going to be that segment of people, those who desire to watch my video, will play it back. And those who don't will move along doing what they were doing before. Life isn't necessarily revolving around us personally. It revolves with us together. You know, we're in the flow. When we're flowing, we're in the flow. We're moving together. You know, when you have success, you share it with the world, and the world shares it with you, and the world sees you. So, like, for example, Lionel Messi, right? Here's a good example of Lionel Messi. Okay, young man. He was a little kid. I met him when he was a little kid in Peru at the tournament of uh, the Portivo Cantolao, the Copa de Amistad, which is my family hosts that, for those of you who don't know that. I've been involved for soccer for over almost 30, 40 years. The cool thing about it is he had a horth, uh, uh, growth hormone issue where he, his, he stopped growing, basically. He was growing, but not at the rate as other kids. And then eventually he was playing amongst bigger kids, and he looked like he was just a little kid hanging out, but he was kicking everybody's butt. Barcelona came, saw him, went to the parents, and uh, they wanted to sign him. They did sign him. They did put it on a little napkin on the wall. And, and you know, the cool thing about Barcelona is that they ended up paying for his, his medication, for his health, his health hormones, his growth hormones. And eventually he did grow to a certain size. I think he's 5'7", but his legs are still short. You know, it's kind of like, Typical Latin guy, you know, you know, long torso, short legs, kind of. So this is Messi. And then Messi, you know, he put in the work. He put in the work when he was four years old. He started when he was four. He had a dream. He had a desire. He had a goal. Now his parents were like, well, you know, were they like that? No, they knew. They knew that if he was going to be anything, that they have to allow him to grow. So many times parents... Oh, but I want my kid to have a childhood. Okay, what is a childhood? What was your version of a childhood? Or is the version of what they want a childhood? Like for a messy. If his parents said, well, I want him to grow up to be a kid, there would be no messy. 
there would be no World Cup champion today. They wouldn't have, if his parents said no, his parents rejected the offer because they thought maybe he should go to school, blah, blah, blah. Because he did go to school. He went to school in Barcelona. And then the whole family went to Spain. And the whole family relocated and went there. And at 17, actually, he, he went through the through the system. And then 17, Rolandinho said, hey, this guy's good. Let's put him on the team. Put him on the team. Next, The rest is history. This guy has won almost every award, every gold medal, Olympic gold medal. He's won everything that you can possibly win except for the World Cup. And he did that on Sunday. In, in Qatar. He beat France, was what was the champion defending their title, and they made a fight of it. And you know what? There was a records broken there too. But they beat France. <clears throat> but it's been it's been in the making for a long time. In 2014, when Messi was when he was in the World Cup final against Germany, they lost one zero. And you know what? Why didn't he win? Because it wasn't the right time. It wasn't the moment. The moment was the moment when he decided he's had enough. The moment was he decided, he goes, hey, Bobo, what you looking at? What you looking at? Don't look over here. You know, he decided that, you know what, no one's going to stop him. When he decided that, you know what, I'm doing this. But he knew one thing. What Messi knows, and a lot of players don't know, you can't do it alone. You cannot do it by yourself. And this is why Messi is successful. Everything that Messi's ever done, he's been surrounded by other players who compliment him. And it took time to compliment him with players that would work with him in a certain way. And this is why Messi won the World Cup. It's because the kids, those, little, those kids that were on the team with him, they were little kids looking up to him, admiring him when they were 13, 14, 10 years old. And then they grew up. And they said, I want to be like Messi. I want to play with Messi. We're going to win a World Cup with Messi. Because he inspired them from afar. He inspired them from their youth. Just like Messi was inspired by Diego Maradona. And so this inspiration that you see that's created is called teamwork and team building. Was it perfect? No, it wasn't perfect. Will it always be perfect? No. But you know what? They brought it together when they needed to. You know, they brought it together when they needed to. And that's the important part. They brought it together when they needed to. And this is my point. Nobody builds a house or a castle alone. Very few can. But if you want to build something huge and powerful, something big and something significant, then you have to work with people. You have to create together. And this is what people forget. This is what we forget. We forget that we need, maybe we need a counselor. Maybe we need a psychiatrist. Maybe we need someone to talk to. Maybe I need a plumber. Maybe I need somebody. A lot of us can do a lot of things by ourselves. But the cool part is this. When you, decide, when you wake up and you finally realize that I can't do this by myself, that I need some help, you're going to succeed. You're going to succeed because you know what? You're successful when you involve other people. You watch this formula. You go to work every day, and you are part of the team that helps the success to build the corporation or the company that you work for. Profit or non-profit, you are there. You're working there. You're part of somebody else's dream. They inspired you to do it, and you stay there because it's a paycheck, too, and it's the right calling for you. You believe in the mission statement. You believe in the vision, and you're there until you're not, 
So that's my point. That's my point. So many people discount themselves. Totally discount themselves. Because they don't think they have it. Because you can't do it by yourself. I can't do this by myself. I can't be the speaker, the motivational speaker, the shaman, whatever, alone. It doesn't work that way. I'm just not endowed with this ability. Oh, yeah, look at me. Oh, I'm just the best speaker in the world. I'm, I'm the best shaman in the world. That's not how it works. There was a lot of work involved. There's a lot of people who taught me. There's a lot of people who invested time in me. There's a lot of people who wanted to hit me across the head because I wouldn't listen. No, no, si no es. It's, no, no, that's not how it is. Why do you keep doing that? That's how we learn. So when you're ready to grow, when you're ready to step out, and this works in everything, in relationships, in jobs, this works, you know, in anything. When you know that you need help. If you're going to do it on your own, hey, you can do it. But you're going to have your tongue sticking out and panting. So people are like, so how do I get in a relationship with somebody I'm going to need somebody? Well, you know what? Number one, you have to understand why you are where you are. Why are you in the space that you are in? Why are you alone? You have to examine. You have to be the detective. You have to be like on the ball. Why you are in the situation you are. Most people won't see that. Most people won't look at that. You know, just because it's happened to you for so many years, it doesn't matter. What matters is when you decide that it matters. You know, when did you decide that you've had enough? And this is where being specific comes in. You have to be specific. Even in relationships. Even in friendships. Because if you're not, you're going to just get whatever. And a lot of people get whatever. The majority of people get whatever. And the majority of people live a whatever life. Whatever. Even in the life, that whatever life, <clears throat> you can change that and manifest that and make that better life. If you put your mindset to it, if you put your heart to it, your desire to it. But a lot of people don't do it because this takes work. A lot of people don't do anything because it, just, it takes work. Because it, it, it requires you to be proactive. It requires you to do the work. I think I've said that a hundred times now. Now, the only difference between you and me and a wealthy person is, you know, that they, they, they'll go further than we would. We all have 24 hours on the clock. You know, some of us will work four hours and think that's enough. Uh, somebody who's wealthy will work 12 hours and think that's not enough. And, you know, I just know that wealthy people just have a different mindset. Now, sometimes it's not in par with the normal average Jane or Joe, you know, because they just want to live. If you just want to survive and live and just be, then, you know, you're doing a good job with that. But if you want more and you want to be more than you are, then you have to do more than you are. You have to have expectations of yourself, things that, you know, that you don't usually do. You have to aspire to want more. You have to like 
preach for more. It's like a kid who wants to learn to play soccer. You know, he wants to run and, or she wants to run and kick it. But that's just part of the game. That's just one aspect of the game. That's one little piece of the game. You know, to teach a child soccer is, is to teach them what you know, what you've learned. And share that with them. And project that outwardly to them. And present that message to them. In the same way you have to teach a child how to do arithmetic is by knowing that you have to do the basics. Even in math, even in soccer, even in business, even in life, there are basic rules that we have to start with. You know? A lot of it is attitude. Attitude plays a big part in how you will aspire to do better. I can't do math. That sucks. I can't play soccer. Nobody wants to date me. I mean, I don't know why. It's because attitude is everything. When you have a shitty attitude, nobody wants to be around shitty people. Okay? If you have a loser attitude where you don't want to win, you don't want to succeed, it's hard to teach you. If you think that you can't do it, you're right. You can't. You've already decided in your mental mind you've created a block. Until you change that block, and sometimes it's not easy, even on the most simplest thing, that block won't move away. So if you want to learn something, be open to the possibility that you don't know anything, that you're not as smart and as skilled as you think you are. Be like an open book. Be like a sponge. Be ready to learn. Be ready to absorb. Be ready to take in that information that is inside your spirit and heart. And this is for 2023. This is what I'm hoping for you guys. This is what I'm hoping that you will do things differently. Some of you will succeed. Some of you do well. Some of you will go into 2023 better than you were before. Some of you will probably stay where you're at. Some of you may not make it out of 2023 or 2022 yet. Because that's life. That's the cycle of life. The cycle of life is we're not guaranteed damn nothing. You're not guaranteed anything. I'm not guaranteed nothing. Anything. Period. And neither are you. The only thing you're guaranteed is to be grateful and thankful for the next breath that you've taken. When you wake up and you go, wow, I'm alive. Thank God for that. But some people wake up like, this place sucks. Yeah, well, you know what? You get more suck when you suck, you know? It's that simple. The math in, in, in manifestation creation is simple. It's your stinking attitude. If your attitude is good about creating things, yeah, you're going to have bad days. Yeah, you're going to have days that don't work for you. But if you don't do it, nobody's going to do it. Nobody can do it. Why do you expect that somebody else is going to do it? Here we are, you know, we came out of the 19s, the 1999, it's the 2000s, you know, we're in the 2000s, we're 21, 22 years into the 2000s, you know, the next generation, we keep teaching them all the same crap, hola, we keep teaching them all the same stuff, 
Nobody gets better. Nobody improves because nobody's willing to tell the truth. No one's willing to say, hey, you know what? You're not doing the work. You're not getting the stuff you're getting because you're not doing the work. How can I help you? By acknowledging to you that you probably aren't going to get what you want because you have a bad attitude. Your attitude is what's keeping you from winning and succeeding. You know, the LeBron James, the Michael Jordans of the world, they've gotten, they went through so much crap to get where they're at. And so much people talk so much crap about them. Oh, they're not that good. You know, it's always the goofball who can't play, who has nothing but, you know, words come out of his mouth to knock somebody down who's put in the work. And that's usually what happens. To make themselves a success, they tear down somebody else. You know, it's easier to destroy something. It's easy to tear something down and to build it and foster it and nurture it and keep it going. You know, it's easy to plant a plant and watch it grow. But it doesn't stop there. It, it just doesn't stop there. Specific plants need a lot of attention. And human beings are the same way. You watch them grow and they need a lot of attention. They need a lot of nurturing. I have plants upstairs. Some are doing well, some are not. Because they're not in their they're not in their proper ecosystems. They're not in their proper systems of growth. I brought them in for the winter so I can help them get through the winter and then project them into the into the spring. Some of them will make it, some of them won't. Not because I've done anything wrong, it's just because that's the way they're genetically designed not to. Some of them will just don't have the will or the desire or know how to. No matter how much I feed them or give them water. When you're not in your environment, when you're not in your space of growth, you won't you don't grow. You're stifled. You know, I ha I had some sage plants and they require a lot of uh, like heat and they require a lot but there's a lot of dryness in my house because it's because of the furnace stuff. And they didn't they didn't do it. They didn't make it. But I, I kind of knew that, and I was hoping that they would, you know, hey, you know, do something different. I took, I took them out of their environment and took them out of their system to help them. But, you know, it was better for them to just release them back to the soil and let them compost and decompose and just become, you know, part of the earth again. But then I have the banana trees and I have the pineapple, you know. They're doing great. I mean, they're just loving it in here, you know. But it's just funny how, you know, people are the same way. When we're in the right environment and the right place and we put ourselves in the right moment, we foster and we grow. All you have to do is look around the world around you and just see how it works or why it works. You know, there are certain plants that are still alive, even though it's wintertime, hanging on to their last leaves, being defiant and believing. But eventually they let go and they let grow. They let go and let grow. This is the time. The winter time is the best time to learn new skills, to learn and read books, to be part of things, to be involved with things. So never stop, never quit. Always believe that you're going to be okay. The moment you believe that you're not going to be okay, it makes it harder. It makes it really difficult moving into that space so go out be the best version of yourself just do what you can find the help 
find the teachers, find the guides, find those people who will help you. Because when you invite people into your space, you're going to find that some will fit your, your calling and some will not. Some are there to teach you less valuable lessons. And some are there to teach you some very valuable lessons. And some will teach you nothing. And some will teach you everything. But regardless, go in there with an open mind and an open desire that you're going to do better than what you did before. Every year that you grow, desire to do better. You may fall back four or five steps, but you'll gain 10, 12 as you improve. We learn more sometimes from our failures than our successes, as you heard. And this is a true statement. How many times have you to lose? Messi, how many World Cups did he have to lose before he could get the right one in? You know? Mbappe comes in, he's 19 years old, when he first won his first World Cup. You know, he did it like that, boom, it was easy. And you know, M Messi was like, nah, 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 I can't. This guy's 19, I was 19 once, and I couldn't even win a World Cup. It was the wrong moment in time for him. It was, was not the right fix. It was the right moment this time. And the right thinking, the right desire, the right inspiration, the right moment. Because remember, even when you're on top, you have to be humble and honorable and respectful that you're not always going to be on top. And then one day you could be knocked off being on top. For a moment, forever, for a short period of time, or just a period in life. So never quit. Never stop. Never stop dreaming. Never stop aspiring to do better. Have an open heart. Have an open mind about where you want to go and how you want to be and how you want to be in this world. Because you have that. That's, that's your gift from Creator. That's your gift to create, to manifest. And some of us, some of us just are on cruise control. Because it's easy not to deal with stuff. All right. Well, I shared what I needed to share, and I'm looking forward to the new year with different feeling, different heart, different emotions, different spirit. And so I hope that you find those things that you need also. So for those of you who are interested, you can look me up on YouTube. Uh, it's good to be here. Just look for Iggy Garcia. Good to be here. Or you can go to my uh, website, iggygarcia.com. You can see all my event schedules there for drumming and for classes. Go to With Insights Radio and listen to the shows, you know, from Blog Talk Radio all the way from YouTube all the way to Anchor. I'm also on uh, Spotify and on iTunes, so all you have to type in is Iggy Garcia and I'll pop up. So it's it's easy to keep in touch. Like, for example, this show could be a tool for you, for those of you who desire to do better and to see life a little different. I have over 175 episodes. This is 176. But you know what? The thing about it is it took me a while to get to this number, and it seems like maybe it's not that much. But it's, it's, a, it's a dedication of, and love an inspiration, perspiration of doing this. The words that come from my mouth 
or other people's words sometimes who've taught me also words that I've learned and gathered and put together, you know, united. But those those things that I do when I share are super important. Super important. Because that's that's how we improve. So I'm gonna send you my links here real quick so you can see them. I don't want you guys. And hopefully you enjoyed my show tonight. That's where you can find almost everything in my hub. So you can look that. You can look me up on YouTube as well. Subscribe to my channel. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. I'm on Facebook. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. Uh, so I'm all over the place. But um, it's just sharing the feelings and emotions and the spirit that's inside of you. The things that you know that you want to aspire to and you want to see do people do better. I always want to see people do better because I want to do better. If I do better, then everybody else does better. Then we're not in this alone. All right, guys. I want to say good night. It's good to be here. And I will see you guys next time on my show. Uh, most likely, maybe, maybe I'll catch another show before the end of the year. Maybe not. But definitely I'll be back in January and enjoying the things that I'm doing. So be well, my friends. Take care. Peace and love. And I will see you guys next time on Iggy Garcia uh, Live, Iggy Garcia TV, with InsightsRadio.com, IggyGarcia.com, and all, all places where podcasts are free and shared. All right, guys, take care, and I will see you next time. Have a beautiful, wonderful holiday, and I will see you soon.